tell us about the social poets. Well, yeah. So, I mean, he what he says is that a social movement is not yeah. really, um, like, but most people think of social movements as like really organized protests against, say, some oppressive order mm-hmm. that, you know, you, you're saying, oh, it's not fair, you know, so we all go, you know, our rights, whatever. Yeah, right? we got to set ourselves, you know. Right. Yeah. Pope Francis is saying, no, social movements don't really work like that. Mm-hmm. Social movements tend to work when a bunch of social poets uh, sort of get together and it's almost like each poet is their own word. Mm. And so when you put them together, of course they don't make sense. Yep. <laughs> right? But the, but that's the point. The the point is that they're not, they're not you're not supposed to make sense of them ahead of time. It's true. You're supposed to put them together, allow them to have, you know, conversation, dialogue, build on their ideas. And yeah. you know, a lot of times when 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 we say that kind of stuff, yeah. People will be like, "Well, that's just talk." You're yeah. just talking, you're not doing anything. Yeah. And what Pope Francis is saying is, no, movements are are, is, are built off of poetry, mm. and poetry really is just talking. Wow. wow. So actually that's a, that's just a, that's talking. A big thought. Yeah, that's a big thought. You're just talking. Right? Yeah. And just talking is work. Wow. Right? Wow, yeah. Because, I mean, we, we just experienced this right now. Yeah. Your, your synapse is just fired up yeah. because we were just talking. That's right. Right? If we had been trying to do something, if we had planned out this podcast in, yeah. a, in advance, this conversation would be super stilted. It would be, yeah. But we're, we're letting talking, ourselves go. Just letting yourself go, letting the thoughts flow, and trying to see where they're going to go. And that's so. what social poetry is. Amazing. Right? Wow. So, social poetry is... Yeah. But, but, but then, you know, he goes further. Like, goes, it would be like, you know, Justin's his own word. Nicole's. Yeah. Her own word. Diana's her own word. Yeah. Right? And when you put... And Pope Francis himself is his own word. Yeah. And so when you put these unlikely interlocutors together, together. something happens. Yeah. Right? And it doesn't have to be just a movement of protest. Yeah. It can be a movement of anything. Yeah. Yeah. I think the magnitude also, I think we get a little bit, like, you know, fixated with that. Like, it's got to be big. Can be it scale? Groundbreaking. It's got to, you know, like, incentivize, infuse people. But it doesn't have to have that, you know, level of impact to be important. Right. Because we, we equate impact with importance. Right. It's actually just about, oh, I wrote this poem, you know, uh, Pope Francis wrote Fratelli Tutti. Could you imagine if people say, oh, Fratelli Tutti was read by only about 10 people. But it would still have an impact on the 10 people. Right. 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 right? Maybe the, the rest of the 90 people, you know, didn't pick it up. That's fine. But the 10 people read it. And yeah. you know they, they took they took the the discussion they yeah. talked about it and that thing grew right yeah. they used it as like a source right and then they kind of started to build on it discuss it and then that's how the conversation starts moving. I yeah. agree with that. I mean when I when I wrote this piece and then I read it at the dialogue, I I don't know I I didn't feel like it made as big of an impact as I wanted it to yeah. make, right? Because you know it was Zoom and what I heard was that the Zoom cut in and out. Oh yeah, yeah, the connection. Yeah. The connection was awful, and so like, like when you read something and the connection is awful, you lose words, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. when you lose words, it's, people can't follow it, right? Yeah. And so I actually came away from that dialogue feeling kind of bad about it because oh. I was like, oh, you know, this thing that you know I wrote, you know, I, I don't know, it didn't make very much impact, and mm-hmm. so I tried to like shop this piece around yeah. to people outside of Singapore, yeah. and it didn't work out because they read it, they're like. 
why do we care about this Asian woman dialoguing with Pope Francis? <laughs> right, right. Oh, they should care. I think they should. I think they should. Yeah, they right? should. I think that's the problem. The people are not caring about this, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And then, and, and then now to come back yeah. here to to realize, oh hey. wait, th this piece with the bad zoo. <laughs> Inspired, it, yeah. inspired you yeah. <laughs> to self-publish poetry because yeah. she did it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, it's so generative. That's yeah. what that's what you're talking about, yeah, right? Exactly. Like the impact doesn't have to be this huge impact. Yeah, you don't have to like start a social movement, start an organization. You don't have to do that. It's right. just like spark, spark, spark. Right. Yeah. You're right. basically, you know, throwing pebbles and then they're going yeah. ripple, ripple, ripple. Right. Like and, and, and because we like because it had that effect on you, yeah. you're like the one person who got any takeaway from that talk. Yeah, I, I did, I did. <laughs> and I now did, we I have this not, conversation yeah, around exactly. it. That's wonderful. And then that's how, you know, we, we have started talking, we have had, right. yeah. Yeah, this conversation yeah. has been ongoing. It's, yeah, it's not like, a, you know, like, oh, that's the end of the conversation. It keeps going, it keeps developing. Like we talked about some stuff, I think, last year, right? Right. Yeah, and then it's maturing, you know, there's new ideas coming out and now we're seeing a lot of like yeah. different dimensions. And I, I think that this is a, a, a better way of starting than, do you remember how we first started out? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, we, we yeah. first started out because I'm Eastern Catholic. Yeah, and then you were talking a little bit about your background. Right. And then, like, the secularization thing, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think that was a good thing that I think you said at the start when we just started about, like, what is secular? What is secular? It's such a big word. Sure. Right? People would say, oh, that's secular, that's not secular. It's like this kind of labeling thing. Mm -hmm. And then people are putting labels on things. Yeah. Um, and especially poetry. Yeah. I realized I was having a conversation the other day and they were like, is there such a thing as like secular poetry? What if all poetry is infused, right? With some sort of like, you know, element of faith, no matter what faith, you know, it doesn't have to have a faith with a specific name, but there's like elements of like, you know, the divine all poetry yeah. because we're trying to talk about the distinction right like where do we draw the line like oh this is about orange boots is the orange boots poem secular because you know i don't see you know any sort of like you know trinitarian god or whatever you know idea of a higher power you have yeah. like where can i see it in the orange boots and another person is like but the orange boots mean something and you're like oh right so can we even is it even meaningful to have this kind of distinction yeah. to like say this is black and white Secular, non-secular. Like, how how do you feel that secularization idea come, comes into this? So, so Diana has this piece in All Spaces Liminal that yeah. I talk about in the piece too. Yeah. Right? Titled "Remembering Rain." Wow. So I, I, I teach nice. this piece. It's 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 a really nice piece to teach because it's two pages. The <laughs> students love it. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. As you as you're saying that, I'm gonna find it. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's it's somewhere in the back. Yeah. It, it's 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 two pages on uh, eight by eleven paper, but it's wow. three pages in the book. Um, but she has this, so what, what is Remembering Rain about? Remembering Rain is about her remembering her childhood in California and how much rain there was. Interesting. Yeah. But by the time she left yeah. for university, yeah. um, California was known for a place where there were lots of droughts and, yeah. and uh, like wildfires. Yeah. That's true. Uh, it's to the point where there was a town in California named Paradise that was on fire. Oh my goodness. <laughs> right. Is it hellfire? Are we in the right place? <laughs> right, right. So she goes, um, she, she says that when she was a child, her sister says, um, says to her, God is in the rain. Oh, 
Like they're, they're wow, wow. Right, there, there's lots of rain there's coming rain. down, and they're collecting okay. it from buckets. Okay, and, they're transporting it. Okay. And her sister, God is in the rain. God is in the rain. Now, her family is not religious. Well, then where did that, where did that statement come? That, that's the question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the piece does not actually say, and nowhere no, in the book, in the book does, it say, does it have anything about theology or nothing, God or church no. or anything. It's just a sentence. What does this say? As they were collecting they the were rain, wow. God is in the rain. Wow. And then when Diana comments about how the rain had stopped and the yeah. fires began, yeah. she says, real God-forsaken rain had not fallen in years. Wow. Right? Wow. But, but so, so here's God is in the rain and God. real God-forsaken rain has not fallen in years. We know, well, we kind of know that Diana is not religious. Yeah, we, we understand her, her context. So what is this God like? Yeah, what is she referring to? Well, that's that's the thing that you were talking about. Yeah, right. The question that? is, is there secular poetry? Yeah, is there? Is there? And then what is the secular? Yeah, what is the secular? Right, because I, mean, I, I think define it, space. Exactly, because yeah. I think Diana is a fairly secular person. She's mm -hmm. not she's not governed by any church, to mm -hmm. my knowledge, mm -hmm. right? And and that's kind of what secular means. It means to like not be governed by a church. Yeah, that's true. In the in the broadest sense of the meaning, yeah. Right. Yeah. So then. Um, so, um, when I started my PhD, yeah. this, uh, so I started my PhD in 2009, and this book had just come out, actually, I said, well, I, had it, I had it here, wow, how wow. wow, it's this book, this <laughs> so book, tight. it is so timely, this book, wow, Charles right. Taylor, Charles a Taylor, secular a secular age, wow, look at that, yeah, wow. right, like yeah. cover coming yeah, off and gonna, stuff, it, right, I, it's well, well worn. Well worn. It's, been a, it's a used copy. It's a well loved book. Yeah, right? yeah. Please go into it as I admire this. Right. So yeah. Charles Taylor is a Canadian Catholic philosopher. He's very openly Catholic. And what he says is you know, the thing about secularization is that, you know, if we just say that like, the secular world or secular age mm -hmm. is not governed by any church, mm -hmm. that like doesn't tell us anything about the secular. That just tells us what the secular is not. No, that's true. They're so just defining it, a negative space. Right. Yeah. And so most people make the assumption that what that means is that it's a space that is devoid or subtracted of mm. any religion or spirituality or gods or mm. any magic forces or any, what he calls whatever. Yeah, whatever. Wow. Yeah. Page 16. Page 16. He, he actually says whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. And he... He says, is that really what the secular is? Is that really? Yeah, is that right? accurate? Do, you, do yeah. you know anybody who does astrology or yeah. does yoga? Like, Yeah, we do. I know so many people. Right. I, I know Catholic people, you know, and people of all, you know, religious beliefs that right. practice yoga. Yoga, yeah. astrology, yeah. tarot. Yeah. Right? So, so when, when he... Whatever, right? Yeah. You know, like, page like, 16, I, right? Yeah, I saw it. I yeah. saw it. Yeah. So, um, so... So what, what Charles Taylor says is, you know, just because somebody professes to be secular doesn't mean that they don't have, like, a spirituality. Exactly. They actually have put together their own spirituality. Yeah. Their own individual spiritual journey. Yeah. Now, what that means about a secular age mm -hmm. is that if you're on your own spiritual journey put together by, with your own practices yeah. that are different from mine, which yeah. are different from Diana's, which yeah. are different from Pope Francis's, yeah that what we have is what he calls the nova effect. Wow. The, so it's like a star that's exploded, right? The yeah, nova yeah. effect. Everyone's doing their own thing. Everyone's doing their own thing in their own space, right? And negotiating 
Similar issues. Similar issues. Similar issues. We're all negotiating. It's as if, like, you know, when we think about it, we're in our own space, right? Like, we have, like, very different issues, which is not true. Right. Yeah. We're all negotiating the same things. Right. Yeah. And so then he goes, okay, so how is it that we are all negotiating the same thing? Yeah. Even though we're all going in different That's directions. That's right. We're all in different, in different spaces. Right. Yeah. Well, so why is there, like, a Nova effect? Yeah. And he says, okay, this is really interesting. It's a Catholic philosopher, right? He says, A Catholic philosopher writing so he, about a secular age. So he starts yeah. thinking, Yeah. Okay, so wh where does the where does the Catholic Church enter into this? Yeah. And he says, Okay, in the 10th century, and then again around the 16th century, there was a move towards standardizing the faith mm. from within the latin church the roman catholic mm, church right okay. and this is something that didn't happen really in orthodoxy because yeah uh the orthodox patriarchs well first thing is that they they had their own imperial thing going yeah. on second thing is that the orthodox got invaded by who and whatever so they <laughs> were like so not in power yeah right? there's a lot of historical stuff going on. but the latin church yeah. was in power in the west yep and so it tried to standardize the spiritual mm. paths Right? So, for example, during the Crusades, you, you all go off to Jerusalem, you all get forgiven, yeah. standardized spiritual faith. Yeah. Right? Uh, when Martin Luther challenged the Catholic Church mm -hmm. on the question of justification and started the, pro the Protestant Reformation, mm -hmm. caused a crisis. Yeah. What do you do in a crisis? Standardize. 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 Right? And of course, the Protestants also go and they go, whoa, no, no, hold on, we're going to standardize too, right? Wow. So like, Luther's okay. got his standard doctrine, Calvin's got his standard doctrine, and yeah. the Counter-Reformation, Council of Trent's yeah. got its standard doctrine, yeah. right? And he says, okay, so when you have a standard doctrine, what happens is that actually everybody's going at a different spiritual speed that's like, right. That's already, right? Yeah, right? Yeah. Like, this is just how church works. Yes, that's right. Right? Nobody's, like, in the same spot spiritually. No. So yeah. when you standardize... You're trying to bring everybody up to speed, but that's not possible. But that's not possible. That's not possible, right? Yeah. The individual. In yeah. so, and oh, that's exactly yeah. it. You, how you get everybody up to speed, is you start telling them it's your responsibility mm -hmm. to have a personal relationship with God. Okay. Okay. And to shape your life. All right. You know, through the Show practices of prayer, yeah. or whatever. Okay. Right? okay. It's your responsibility. Wow. Well, Okay. Well, see the paradox? Mm. When the institution says it's your responsibility, mm. actually, the question is, so then what use is the institution? Yeah. Because it's your it's responsibility. decentralized, right? It's decentralized. By centralizing, yeah, you decentralize. Now you decentralize the responsibility, devolving it to the individual. So you got to pursue your own. And so Taylor says, yeah. you know, how did secularization happen? <laughs> You know, this, ever heard of the Roman Catholic Church? That, oh my, that, that, that's that how it really happened. opens up. That really opens up. Yeah. I think. Well, the, yeah. The, the drive to centralization oh. led to decentralization. Decentralization. 